Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. Now, big boy. Now the now the um, the uh, cast of Edge of Coral. I I I. So Rocky, I know, has gone on to do some stuff um, in in terms of like like soundtrack and stuff like that. And then Dan, the 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 uh, main bad guy, I guess you would call him. Like you know, he was in Modest Mouse. Like like he went on to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, I is he? I mean. Look, it was written by a straight edge guy. Right, 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 right. But is is Dan the bad guy? It's a great point. It's a great point. Petty, Pettybone's character does heinous shit in that movie. Just like, you know what I mean? These aren't like, they weren't really written to be the bad side and the good side. One side definitely did represent my personal point of view more so than the other. But every character in that movie that has a main point is essentially saying something I agree with. Well, you know, I guess this sort of is maybe a theme of yours then. Because if you look at Big Boy, you said sort of the same thing. It just depends on your point of view. If it's a horror movie or if it's a comedy with uh, Big Boy, someone like myself who who straight edge still considers himself straight edge. Like, I see that movie and, of course, you know, oh, we're, you know, know, you're going to be looking at it from that that lens. So, yet another example of why you should continue making movies. Look at this. It's uh, it's polarizing. (laughs) I will be involved in movies in some way uh, going forward, but I don't know that I will ever direct a movie again. Gotcha. Um, well, I, I and I guess what I was what I was saying about those guys is um, another example. Well, what I thought was interesting was the guy that played Rolo, Aaron Edge. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was great. Like, like I'm just wondering, I, like, he, why did he really do more acting? Like, like why? Like, I, I don't know. I guess he just should have pursued it more. I guess <laughs> I'm being serious. Aaron grew a beard. Okay. Halfway through, halfway through filming. <laughs> so, okay, I think I know what you're saying. Okay, so I love Aaron. Don't get me wrong, but Hemsa started. The band <laughs> Hemsa started. Yeah. And they decided they were all gonna have beards. Right. And Aaron was a main character, and he said. I said, I saw him. I hadn't filmed for a little while. There was a break in filming. I think we were waiting. I think it was like bad winter and we had to like, the weather had to change a little bit before we could start up again. And I see him, he's got this beard. And I'm like, oh dude, what? You've got scenes to film. And he said, I, I can't shave it. Everyone in Himsa has a beard. We're, we're a beard band. I said, I, I need you to finish off the movie. He goes, just put bandages on my face or something. And I was like, I, I, I understood at that point that I was one of the only people taking this movie seriously. Right. Because there were scenes in between scenes 
Like you can't just suddenly have bandages over a beard. Like I, I don't like, and he was like, I, but it was definitely like, you think this matters? Did, and, and so that was fine. It, they weren't getting paid. You know what I mean? These were just friends doing something fun. So I wasn't, and I thought, so I rewrote Edge of Quarrel to remove his character. Did, uh, did that kind of for, stuff wear you for, out? In making yeah, the, wear, the, wear me out? Yeah. For sure. And so after I had, I had been like, ah, I had, I can now restart my movie. I know what I need to film. I still got aired on the edges, but like, we're cool. And then he shows up with his beard shaved. So we went back to script version A. Right, right, right. the movie. Right. So it was like, okay, so Hibson decided, someone else in the band decided they didn't want to be a beard guy. I love that he said, we're a beard band. I, I give him credit because like that's way before the beard band kind of became like... Oh, yeah. But Seattle's like that, though. Like, seriously, <laughs> Seattle... No, 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 it, it's the truth. Like... Like, I remember seeing guys, like, there was a guy, I was in the movie theater, I was watching Ali, and he came in, and he just had the Seattle look, and it was like one guy in a theater, the theater's packed, and I went up to him, and I said, you, are you a fan of Murder City Devils? And he said, yeah, that's when I started talking to him about Edge of Coral. Oh, have you heard of the oh, movie Edge of Coral? Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, and if he did know, he went, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so then... Can you talk more about, um, you know, this is, you know, I have like one or two other questions, but this is like the second to last, I think, um, or maybe third to last. You're the one that has to edit this. You're the <laughs> oh, one editing. Edit this. What are you talking about editing? There's, there's, there's no editing. It's, it's cut and thrown up and simple. <laughs> I got no place to be. Okay, well, well perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> um, how was this? Okay, so it was, tell me about the release. Like 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 VHS to start, then DVD. Did it? Did, did you do anything screening wise? What What was the deal? Okay, it was finished, and there was a little theater called the Big Picture here in Seattle. That was like a wine bar that had a screening room that would hold like a hundred and forty people or something, and. I invited essentially everyone who was involved in any way. So it was like casting crew and my family from Bellingham. They came down for it and we watched it there and it was awesome. Like that actually was a lot of fun. And because it was everybody in the movie, you know, like I didn't, I was just like, Hey, this is a chance for me to show you all what you helped me do. And that was fun. And it was also fun. Like hearing my father talk about, him liking hearing the crowd reaction that clearly they were seeing things on the screen that he would have no idea what it meant. Like at one point the record gets scratched, right? Like, a, and someone was like, no, like yell out for the crowd. So he understood like, Oh, apparently in real life, that's a real thing. People care about that record, you know, stuff like that. So that was super cool. Then there was a, a, a screening where Rocky played and a band called positively negative played and it screened in this, uh, this place was having shows called the, uh, oh boy, the Paradox Theater in the U District here in Seattle. And that was cool. Like that was, you know, they charged at the door and it was sold out and it was full of people. And that was kind of rowdy, kind of a rowdy screening of it. It was, that was a lot of fun too. There were no screenings after that. There were like, there were like smaller weird screenings here and there. And they were always less fun. Like that was kind of like, it had a, a two-night run, one private premiere, and then one actual premiere, and then after that, 
just it should have been watched on VHS. I had the VHS copies at the the premiere screening, so I was selling those also as merch. Well, that's so, that's the. I mean, I, I it's one thing that you brought up that I really sort of feel you with. I don't like watching my stuff with and with an audience. The watch parties that we did for Death Toilet were it's 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 a movie called Death Toilet, so it, it, it's <laughs> it's just a lot of fun because the movie's yeah. freaking absurd. But um, I'm I'm with you and like and like I yeah. So I'm just saying I I I understand your your thoughts on that. Right on. You know. So, so it, then after that, then it actually it screened at uh, the Lost Film Festival. Oh yeah, which was part of Slam Dance. Like it, so, I got Scott to go to that. Scott Bybin. Bybin, yeah. And so I actually got to go. It was it showed there, and then it showed in Salt Lake City. Um, and so that was another weekend with it that was a little bit. Eh. I don't know. It just everything. Was, it was it was cool that it did. I made some contacts there. I had a, a cool experience. But yeah, I, I just kind of realized that. I don't know. I couldn't say that was part of all of that. Was part of why I didn't think I could make another one. You know. Um, and so I hadn't even thought about it. Like it costs money to get stuff into festivals. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't know any of that. I didn't right. know that. I just made a movie and sent it places. I, I didn't know. So oh, it's a cottage industry. Very, it's a cottage. Like yeah. I'm saying like, you know, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was daunting. And then what? A two but screenwriting is like that too. Like I'm saying like screen, screenwriting festivals. It's the same. I mean, it's, it's the same price. Like, right. Like it's. So yeah. Oh, it's, it's probably cheaper, but like, the thing is, I don't have to think about like if I write a screenplay, it's all made up in my head. Like I, I when I when I'm done and I send that thing off, that's it. I don't have to sit in the room while they read it. Right. And and let's do a whole bunch of people read it at the same time and not laugh at the right time. You know, right. it's so that's why screenwriting, I think I, that was just a way to stay involved, you know. After Edge of Coral, I, I maybe wasn't going to make any more movies, but I was definitely going to keep writing. And then in all of this, what happened to Excursion Records? Um, how much do I want to say? Things got decidedly less fun here in the Northwest in the mid-2000s. To the point where I just didn't want to do it anymore. Gotcha. Um, um just weird internal, like stuff that was a little too much like the movie in right. real life. And right. it's never, th yeah. Uh, and so I was also much older, you know, and it, everything changes, you know, was I going to keep putting out, I wasn't like going to keep putting out stuff for like bands of my friends' bands as they got, they were either on real labels or they didn't make sense. Right. I couldn't compete with what good real labels were doing. And, and there were other things that were going to take my time and effort and energy. So it just seemed like the time to stop with it. So I had stopped and then Greg Benick forced me to put out one more record, which was the Legant seven inch. Uh, Cause he called me up at my job and said, Aaron edge. And I came up with this idea about a, uh, uh, about a, 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 a duelist, a straight edge duelist who is writing is writing letters to his opponent who he's going to fight with the next morning. And you want to put it out? And I went, oh, yeah, of course. It was just like an instant, like, like I, I had already said, I am not doing records anymore. And I was like, well, this isn't, yeah, that's not a choice. That record's coming out. So that that was the last, last record 
that um, that I did on Excursion. Well, listen, I'm gonna... look, it's it's dead. But if you saw a record with the name Excursion <laughs> on it and my address next year, don't be terribly surprised. <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing planned, but who knows what will happen? You know, right? Maybe I'll win the lotto, <laughs> <laughs> or do it digitally. Yeah, that would be final. I don't want to do digital. I would do final. <laughs>